Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest FWD podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by colleagues at Biolife and Cisco. We're going to be talking about the very topical issue of Veganuary, and it's become a big thing for the industry as people go plant-based in January. So talking about those issues today, we have Zoe Gill, who's development chef at Breaks, uh, part of Cisco, our award-winning wholesale member at our gold medals in November. Cisco uh, walked away with the Sustainability Award. So welcome to you, Zoe. Good morning. Thank you for um, including myself in what's going to be a fantastic conversation. Excellent. Thank you. And we're also joined today by uh, Martina Isella, who's the Senior Marketing Manager at Violife Professional. Um, they're one of our supplier members, part of uh, Upfield Supplying Plant-Based Cheese Spread, Creams, Butters, etc. So welcome to you, Martina. Hello, everyone. Super happy to be here and talking about this amazing topic. So, yeah, looking forward to getting to it. Fantastic. Okay, we've seen the rise of um, people adopting a vegan lifestyle in recent years, but Veganuary is obviously part of a a wider push to promote um, vegan diets in in January. So, Zoe, for Cisco, how important is Veganuary for you guys? Absolutely fundamental for our raising awareness to our our customers about the importance of just adapting those lifestyle changes. So we've all had the indulgence of Christmas and New Year is always full of New Year's resolutions. And what better than to support Veganuary by promoting a healthier way of eating, a more sustainable way of eating and supporting our customers through educating their own customers. So I suppose, you know, Veganuary is not just for January, it's for life uh, in, in the case of many people. But one of the things we've seen in the UK is a massive increase in the number of people who are identifying or declaring themselves vegan or following a vegan lifestyle. Why do you think that is? Why are people suddenly eating more vegan products and adopting vegan lifestyles? Tony Vanelli, International Head of Policy and Communications at Veganuary. We have just a profound love for animals here in the UK. So that's always been sort of at the forefront for the reasons people choose to try vegan or at least cut back on their meat. And then increasingly, the sustainability aspect has sort of moved forward and people much more aware now of the impact of their diet on the planet. So that's become, you know, an important reason for many people as well. What we have seen is that uh, over the last few years, uh, the vegan or even flexitarian diet is something that has been growing massively. Consumers nowadays are not just uh, uh, considering having like uh, just a plant-based diet every day of the week, uh, but actually like what we've seen, 50% of the population by 2025 is actually going to be flexitarian, which means people are actually going to flex between a plant-based diet and the meat or dairy diet. So this is a big part of our population and we need to be able to cater to those people. And the reason why we have seen this shift towards like a more flexitarian diet, it's varied, but it's driven by mostly two and three reasons. The first one is 100% the reduction in the carbon footprint that consumers want to live and this environmentally consciousness that has been now one of the buzzwords over the last few years. We need to really preserve our climate and our planet, and people are really conscious about that. So even just by reducing 
their consumption of meat and dairy. They know that they can reduce their carbon footprint. And then like it's just a food lifestyle choice to actually live a healthier and more like lighter, you know, diving a lighter diet. Plant-based can help you achieve that. Uh, and we've seen that, we have heard that from many consumers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we find this when we survey our participants. So at the end of their month, um, we always conduct a survey and ask them a variety of questions. But one of them is, you know, why did you sign up for Veganuary? And certainly in previous years, you know, we've had animals as number one, quite out in front, health mm. usually number two, and then environment number three. But usually there's quite a bit of a distance to number three, but you know, we're increasingly seeing that for many people, they're saying all three reasons and that the gap is definitely narrowing between the environment and other reasons. And it also varies by age as well. So for the younger people who take part, the environment is a much bigger motivator for them. Whereas with older people, it tends to be health. So sustainability, health, sort of ethical reasons as well yes. around sort of animal welfare. Zoe, from your perspective, um, you know, you're helping Breaks customers with their menus and thinking about their product offer. How do you support the caterers and the chefs that you supply to? Within Breaks and Cisco, we've just launched a new range called Cisco Simply Plant-Based Products. So this is our first push at a better offer to support our customers. We have lots of other vegan products that are suitable for vegans. But also, if you were to take a look on our Breaks website, we've got a dedicated area on the homepage for vegan. So that covers a multitude of thousands of products from breads, dips and desserts. So there's something there for, for everybody. We have a team of development chefs within our business. So we're always creating new inspirational recipes to help inspire our customers, maybe also to break down those preconceptions as, as to some chefs and some operators may feel a little bit overwhelmed by offering a vegan menu. So with our inspirational recipes there, we're able to actually show it can be done and easily delivered. We also have menu templates and, of course, something that everybody loves is a promotion as well. So all of that information and recipe inspiration can be found on the Breaks website. And do you think it's true that if you've got a party of people going to eat out somewhere um, and one or two of them are uh, looking for vegan options, then the choice of where to eat will be driven by the people in that group who, who want that vegan option? That's something I've heard. You know, menus have to accommodate that because that, without that, you know, you're going to lose business for a mixed group. You so need to be able to cater for every style of, of eating. So whether or not that's vegan, it's flexitarian, gluten-free. Um, I myself are gluten-free and absolutely to your point, James, how we decide where we eat absolutely de is determined by what offer is on that menu. Yeah. So again, with the recipe inspirations that we've got on the website, there really isn't any reason why we can't have those options on our menus. And that menu can be whether or not it's from education sectors, pubs, hotels, restaurants, coffee shops, wherever there is food, there really should be those those options to cater for, for the new diets. Sometimes, you know, you're just out and on the motorway and you haven't got you know, any other options available to you. And it used to be, you know, if you were the vegan, then you would just have to have a packet of crisps. And now suddenly, you know, you've got the option of having a hot meal. The restaurants themselves 
are aiming it at flexitarians. You know, that's who they're aiming these meat-free products at. And what about the difference between, you know, primarily plant-based, but then sort of products which are traditionally not plant-based, but they're being recreated as a sort of plant-based product? So I'm thinking typically sort of cheese, um, you know, the types of products that perhaps you might see in Violife Professional. Martina, what do you do within your business to recreate those types of products? Well, we know that uh, when you give up on uh, a specific product, you you want to find a really good substitute to it. So, for example, when we look at our flora plant butters range, we both have salted and unsalted. It's one of those products that uh, it performs exactly the same as butter. It melts, it spreads, you can use it in any application and it's literally one-to-one daily substitute. So I think when we speak with chefs, especially during development sessions, that's what we look at. We look at how can we enable a kitchen to actually just have a substitute that enables them to actually remove the lactose in the kitchen. And actually, like when you have, to your point, um, a person that is lactose intolerant walking through the doors, you actually don't have uh, contaminations in your kitchen. You actually can say, actually, I'm already lactose free and I can use the same product to actually create the same dishes. So for us, it's uh, every time that we create recreate a dish that is like made with our products, it has to taste the same. You need to still feel that indulgence of that recipe that is maybe not plant-based. And for me, that's the key. It's really like for people not missing out on the taste and at the same time, having a product that is affordable for them to actually purchase. Uh, so that's like our fine balance uh, when we develop new recipes. We know that more people want to eat plant-based. They just find it difficult price-wise. We know price is a big barrier to people. Or there's still some products out there that people feel aren't quite hitting the mark, the vegan version, or there is still a lack of you know, vegan alternatives in some areas. Mm -hmm. Most people would like to be increasing the amount of plant-based that they're eating and reducing their meat reliance. Yeah, and I suppose as demand increases for vegan products, plant plant free or plant based. What one question I had, which is sort of related to that, what what's the difference between plant based and plant forward? I know that's demonstrating my ignorance, but uh, people who've listened to this before won't be surprised to hear that. Um, so, what is the difference between plant based and plant forward? This is where I think it's about educating people. I think people that want to take that vegan option expect that everything has to be ruled out within your diet. So plant forward is more of that hybrid approach where you can still have meat, but reducing the quantity of meat within your lifestyle. So for instance, the perfect example is if you made a cottage pie, you've got your mince and just automatically reduce that quantity of mince down and make that difference up utilising beans, pulses and lentils. So we've recently developed some new recipes for our education sector where we can offer more healthier, absolutely more sustainable um, recipes, very focused around the carbon footprint of those recipes by just simply taking that approach. So veganism may feel a little bit daunting to a consumer, but that is a great starter if you're unsure of just gradually reducing your meat. Whereas um, plant-based is very much eating a sole plant diet of plenty yeah. of wonderful beans, pulses, lentils and legumes. I suppose in an inflationary market, it makes sense for caterers to look at that. 
that's just where we've developed these recipes. So that is the format for our education um, sector where we can mitigate some price. We're all very, very familiar with um, cost of living and price inflation of food. So it's about re-educating people and to make them realise that moving to a vegan diet isn't as scary as what they may think. So it's about a sort of transition, if you like, not just a direct leap. It's making that move. And then obviously there's great value to be had there as well. Interesting. So specifically on that vegan side of things, though. So Martina, for Biolife Professional, your products are certified as vegan. Is that right? So they've got the global trademark and they're branded as vegan. So people are buying them. Um, they can see that they've got that mark. How does that work? What's the process for getting that certification? It's a lengthy process that, of course, every product needs to go through to ensure that uh, at every step of the way, uh, the product is uh, certified as vegan. And that's something that we strongly believe in. It's like a, a further mark to testify the, the quality of our products and the fact that they are all vegan. But uh, I think to complement what has just been said is uh, we are actually moving away a bit from just focusing on the vegan element of it because uh, sometimes that uh, when it's seen on a menu, menu uh, or when it's seen on a packaging, it can be a bit daunting for consumers. Some consumers actually feel a bit excluded, whilst the plant-based has been a more welcoming and inclusive word that we have seen coming up in many menus across restaurants and used a bit more also into retail environments as well when it comes to packaging products. So this is more the word that we are up using but of course the vegan stamp is what helps us you know certify our product so it's it's really finding that fine balance of getting more people to actually feel comfortable to enter in the category and feel that actually the category is accessible and it can just be easy to cook and have a plant-based meal uh, and not just you know feel like they put them in put in like a specific box yeah interesting is that the same dynamic for you zoe at breaks Absolutely. And it's about choice and providing our customers with the correct information around the products that they need. So as we've both said, it's it's about giving people the understanding that there is vegan, there's choices, there's options. And I think veganuary is perfect introduction for more of a plant base. And James, you mentioned very early on that veganuary just isn't for January. So I think that for those consumers, customers, for wherever you are in the industry, that veganuary is a good opportunity to understand more about plant-based and vegan diets and to make that slow transition through to through to the rest of the year consistently now over the last few years it has shown that 80 percent or more of people who take part in veganuary are reducing their meat and dairy consumption even after they finish their pledge so on average they're reducing by at least 50 percent with a quarter of those people remaining fully vegan at the end of their month. But even reducing by half is going to be, you know, a huge demand increase for plant-based products from all businesses going forward. Yeah. And just to add to that, in fact, uh, during the 2023 Veganuary Participant Survey, it was actually shown that 78% of non-vegan participants will actually permanently change their diet after being part of the veganuary uh. testing period for them. So that's like an astonishing number of showcasing how January is just that moment when people are more open to change and they might be transition all the way to vegan. They might just become flexitarian. They might just 
you know, discover new flavors that they've yeah. not had before. So it's, it's really amazing how the power of this moment in the year for the industry yeah. and how that is going to actually going to be long lasting throughout the rest of the year. It's a really interesting point. So they'll give it a whirl in January and they think, oh, I like the look of this. I'm going to keep it going. But for a wholesaler like Breaks, how do you continue to support that throughout the year, Zoe? Quite simply in the fact of launching more products that are suitable for vegan, more plant-based recipes, regularly on a monthly basis launch new products. And I attend um, a development chef meeting once a month so we're aware as to new products have huge input as to the products that we're going to launch. And such a high proportion of those are plant-based and vegan. So there's always going to be new products that are out there for our customers to, to experiment and serve. We know seafood is an area that people are still looking for more alternatives. A lot of people, you either love it or you don't with seafood. So <laughs> it's a difficult one for them to get right to fishy tasting than people who never liked these sorts of foods aren't interested. But then people who really like them, if it doesn't taste fishy enough, will be like, oh, well, it's just quite bland. So I get mm. that that's a really hard balance for them to strike. But certainly that's definitely one where we have people telling us that there just still isn't enough of a selection out there. And then cheese, always cheese. <laughs> Every year <laughs> people talk <laughs> about cheese. <laughs> people who were real cheese connoisseurs and like to have, you know, cheese on crackers and that sort of thing still find that they haven't quite got there yet. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any particular vegan product that you like yourself, Zoe? One that is quite new to the range, which is in the um, new simply plant-based product range, is the vegetable tagine tart. So full of fantastic flavour, texture, and most important for me, it's gluten-free as well. So I'm very happy with that product. A gluten-free tart, that's, uh, yeah, ticks a lot of boxes there. What about you, Martina? Have you got any particular favourites on your plate that you like? Well, our development chefs here always cook up a storm. Some of my favorites are their dessert ranges. Nice. Um, like we make, they make like fantastic flapjacks that are like just to die for cheesecakes. So like those are just delicious. Like you will not even feel like you're actually missing out on dairy. It's, it's just so indulgent. And that for me, it's literally the trick. Um, when I have one, one spoon, I'm like, oh yeah, this is just making my day. And I don't feel like I'm missing out. It sounds ideal. So you could have the tagine to start and then have the <laughs> flapjack or cheesecake for dessert. Absolutely seamless. Just one final question before we wrap up. Um, have either of you taken the opportunity to see the new Netflix series, You Are What You Eat? I haven't seen it myself, but I understand it's about some twins. So they've essentially got the same genetic makeup um, and they follow different diets to see the impact on them physically. Uh, one obviously following a plant-based diet. Have, it, have either of you seen that? Martina, have you seen that uh, documentary? Yes, I am an avid Netflix <laughs> watcher. And as soon as it came out, I was like, this is definitely up my alley. So it's it's amazing. So definitely I recommend it if you've not had the chance to watch it. I think what you will see in the in the in these like few episodes that are shown over Netflix is the fact that when between the two twins, one of them is given a plant-based diet to follow. 
and one of them is given a meat dairy diet, but uh, with, of course, like a more balanced approach. So they're both under severe control, let's say, by the by the team that is giving them these diets. But what you find, especially in the plant-based diet, is that, uh, especially at the end, you see that, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the people following it say, there was so much food. I just couldn't consume it because it was so much more food. And I think what it's important to understand in a plant-based diet is that you might need more food because you need more calories from many more different ingredients to actually give you that fuel to actually mm. exercise and increase your uh, muscles and reduce your fat levels. Yeah. And that was very interesting. But what I found fascinating is how they started to learn that actually plant-based diet, initially everyone was a bit scared of getting the plant-based diet, but then they actually understood it was actually easy to follow yeah. and easy to implement. Recipes can be like, as Zoe was saying, you know, like easy to create, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. It's accessible. It's just a way that you understand how you can proportion the food. So yeah, definitely must watch it. I don't want to spoil anything else, but no yeah, spoilers. I think... Uh, inspiration for recipes are always essential so thank you for the development chefs that do that excellent good well yes we'll give that a whirl absolutely thank you very much for your time time really important we can see there that january is really important for getting people to uh, try vegan products but also you know think that they really like them and they want to keep that going throughout the year and we're here as wholesalers and suppliers to help them on that journey any business can get in touch with us because we're very keen to work with as every business out there, like anyone who is using, who is producing plant-based products is welcome to use our logo on their plant-based products. You know, if they get in touch with us, we can help promote them on social media and let our supporters know about it. So we can really amplify their voice if they work with us. Thank you so much. And we look forward to enjoying more vegan food and watching more Netflix series throughout the year. So thanks very much, guys. And uh, we'll see you again. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right, lovely nice. speaking. Thank you.